What's up, Purpose Driven Entrepreneurs? It's me, your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Dr. Siri Zemmel. She is the author of the book, Guided, Journey into the Unknown to Awaken the Soul and Live Truth. Uh, she also is the CSO of Focus Treatment Centers, a center uh, for drug and alcohol and eating disorders in Tennessee, and Focus Integrative Centers, an eating disorder treatment and integrative services uh, organization. Siri, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Timmy. I'm excited to talk to you. So um, we were talking in our pre-interview and I asked you a question uh, about a tactic that you use uh, that helps, that has helped you to grow and build the companies that you help run. A very underrated tactic. And you said that it had to do with how you plan meetings. So what wh what is this uh, tactic that you do for, for planning meetings? Sure. And I'll back up uh, and give you just a little bit more background and say, in introducing this tactic, I have found that sometimes planting seeds and moving things slowly over time is the most effective way to affect change because people freak out when there's change. I think it's human nature, right? Everybody yes. responds to change differently. And I have made a lot of mistakes in the past in trying to just force change and push it through and be this intense voice of we're going to do something different and here's what it's going to be. And it kind of gets people's back up right? It's people react to that. So what I've done instead, what I've learned to do is to take a slower approach and really just plant seeds and let them unfold over time um, and push it, push it through. Right. Yeah. So we were talking about planning meetings. I said a couple of really specific tactical things that I do is I take a couple of minutes just out of my calendar, out of my day. And I prepare for the meeting by stepping away from my computer, taking a couple of deep breaths, pulling out a fresh sheet of paper and a very fine tip pen. So this is my trick here, it is not a big sloppy pen, right? I use the um, 0 0.3 millimeter. Wow, okay, the exact pen, pen. Right? And something about that changes, like it, it, it puts my brain in this really grounded state of clarity. Okay where then I can say, okay, what, what do I hope to accomplish at this stage to push it to the next level, right? I'm not pushing it too fast. I'm not holding back, but how do I push it to the next level and what needs to be accomplished in this time? So you can just call it intention setting. You can call it preparing for a meeting, but energetically to me, it's putting myself in a grounded state of clarity and receptivity so that that flow can happen, so that inspiration can happen, so that once I step into that meeting, yes, I'm controlling the narrative, yes, I'm moving something forward, but it's in a much more collaborative and focused way that's sort of moving the energy in the room, if that makes sense. I don't want to sound too woo-woo on you, but really- It doesn't sound too woo-woo to me. And I'm going to tell you, to me, this is kind of what I'm all about, which is really integrating- um, mainstream business and, you know, in my space, it's behavioral health care um, with the spirit world, with the um, invisible world, with the energetic world, those yeah. things that um, really you don't learn in, you know, in school um, or aren't typically part of a, a job description or you're not going to put on your resume, but those invisible um, you know, the focus on that invisible is really helpful in understanding kind of the dynamics in the room and moving things forward. Yeah. 
Why do you believe that this type of intention setting is so important? Do you do this for all your meetings? And why do you think a lot of people don't do this type of work pre-meeting? Well, it takes, it takes more work to prepare for something. Um, you know, when we're, we're so busy and just bouncing from thing to thing and being constantly reactive, I think it's a very specific choice um, and skill set to move from a state of reactivity to a state of proactivity, right? And I'm yes, a firm believer. I agree believer. wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in getting results by proactively um, setting intentions and um, projecting and problem solving. And of course, pulling in the data and analyzing data and setting projections based on, you know, expected outcomes, what's realistic and what's conservative and all of that. Um, but I think just that mindset shift from being proactive, but I got to tell you, to me, it's still this really fine line balance of setting the intention to control the narrative and control the outcome, but also just as much about letting go and allowing that flow, right? Because a lot of times other people in the company, other people sitting in the meetings are going to have ideas, thoughts, perspectives that I didn't consider. And so always leaving room for those nuances. Um, so holding on to the big goal, but incorporating all of those things into the flow, if that is making any sense at all. No, I'm, I'm super into it. And my next question is about the practicality. So um, what I'd love for you to do is just give up the listener some practical how to like, here's how I do it, uh, specifically with the mindset of like, here's how I go about intention setting and planning a meeting versus how a typical person might like step one, step two, step three. Sure. So when I plan a meeting, you know, for, first of all, I'm going to have thought about what I want to get out of the meeting before I set it up. Um, is it an effective use of time? Because frankly, sometimes a quick phone call is going to be more effective than bringing everybody together in, in the same room. So what's the intention? When I do set up the meeting, I'm going to put some notes in my calendar on what I hope to get out of that meeting. And these are my notes. These are not notes to be shared with anybody else. This is really to hold myself accountable on how am I moving this project forward or how am I, move, how am I moving the company forward? Yeah. Um, by bringing these particular people together at this particular time. Um, so it's a respect of my time and everyone else's. But then also I'm going to, and or I'm going to write down on a piece of paper, the very specific bullet points that, you know, I want to be covered in that time. Um, and, and then of course, I'm going to prepare whatever data is necessary, whether that's an Excel, Excel spreadsheet or a PowerPoint presentation, um, or just pulling data. I think, you know, I just, I'll tell you one of these, the things that irritates me is going into a meeting to talk about a topic and then nobody shows up with data or background information, or um, there just seems to be a lot of talking and a lot of assumptions and a lot yes. of, well, here's what I think. And, you know, here's what we did in the past. Well, show me the data. What, what are the trends? Let's really actually look at, because I think the mind, you know, we can't always trust what we think. I was telling you no. about my fun bumper sticker. Don't believe everything you think. Um, but really, we can't always trust what we think because there's emotions and there's um, filters and, you know, perceptions that are kind of off. So I think pulling data and looking at kind of the black and white aspects and then just kind of feeling out, um, you know, the, the, the energy in the team's um, in the company and what the company kind of has the appetite for at that particular time, because it's yeah. all about timing too. 
I love it. That was uh, probably pretty general. Um, no, here, here's my final question, which is just for somebody that wants to emulate the way that you do uh, goal setting or sorry, intention setting for a meeting. Um, how could somebody who's honestly trying to follow your advice, screw it up? <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you when, when I know when I screw it up, it's when I'm sitting in a meeting and I hear myself rambling uh-huh. and I hear myself talking just to hear the sound of my voice. And I know that I'm off. You know what I mean? It just, you feel it. And so what I would say is that connection with the invisible, that connection with the spirit, spirit, you know, or spiritual side or intuitive side or emotional side, whatever you want to call it. Like we know what it feels like to be clear and grounded and articulate. Like it feels balanced and good, right? We know what it feels like when we're just kind of going off the handle and we're just like seeking validation and looking for approval or just trying to make our point. Like we know what it feels, this kind of emptiness and shallow and icky, right? You just, you know it. And so I would say get really- I know that feeling intimately. Yeah, right. Welcome. I wanted to add, oh, this, this reminds me earlier when you were talking about how everyone reacts negatively to change or like sudden change. And I, I forgot to, I forgot to mention this, but like, I'm not that way. I don't react negatively to sudden change and I never have, or for the most part, I never have. I can't think of a time that's maybe, I, I wonder why that is. So that's totally separate issue. And but. I shouldn't have said everyone because it's definitely not everyone. Well, I should have said many people in organization can react that way, but it's not everyone all the time, of course. What it made me think of is how completely unempathetic I am to people who are not that way. I have ne- I've never, I've always been like, why are we reacting negatively to change? Change is life. Life is change. You're an entrepreneur. That's the definition of entrepreneurship is that you're floating out there on your own, making the path for yourself. It's exciting, right? It's invigorating. And I don't think you would be successful doing what you're doing if that wasn't your energetic frequency. It doesn't kind of what you're made up of, right? Yeah, that's a very interesting point. When, you know, what, what attracts employees to work in an organization? Okay. It's a salary. It's a 401k. It's the steadiness, right? But it's, the structure is there for you. You don't have to create it yourself. You yes. just got to show up and do the work. And a lot of people love that. And there's a sense of security in that. There's a sense of community in that. There's a sense of safety in that. And so for the individual who really enjoys working in organization for those reasons, change wasn't on the agenda. <laughs> I got to get really clear when people come to work at Dinosaur House, like we're a, we're a fast growing company. Uh, the name of the game is change. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This has been a super fun conversation, Siri. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. How should listeners connect with you? Uh, they can find me online at seriesemil.com or Instagram at seriesemilphd. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. All right. Thanks, Timmy.